You are now tuned into FNL Radio. Team Mike Noise! Team Mike Noise! Yeah! Run for cover, motherfucker! Hey, what is up, everybody? Happy MLK weekend, everybody. It's your boy, Doc. Got Monique on the other end as well. Hey, all my loves. How's everybody doing out there tonight? Yes, people, welcome to FNL Radio. Um, as always, at the start of the show, we got to always say thank you all for your continuous support and rock with our crazy ass. Just listen to us and just turn it up and, you know getting the real entertainment news that you are deserving the real opinions and whatnot because you know sometimes we do get a little you know uh too real on here but that's what it is that's what we got to do here you know we got to keep it entertaining for you all so thank you all for always listening on your platforms everybody like apple Podcasts, google play podcast monique's platform of choice um breaker overcast and whatever the other ones are but uh thank you all for listening on your digital um podcast streaming services everybody we definitely appreciate it and um hopefully yeah, it will be nice to know uh, what's going on with the followers and with the <laughs> listeners and the feedback from the show and who's commenting and things like that um I typically I kind of pretty much beg and plead with you every week and I still haven't found out anything but um I'll digress that beg and plead you know <laughs> Uh, hopefully you all are all bundled up out there, everybody. If you are here on the East Coast, you know it's going to be super duper cold, everybody. Um, it's supposed to be a snowstorm, I believe, up in Philly area. Um, up north, I don't know if the weather has changed since then, but uh, I know we were supposed to get some snow here in the 757, and that changed. Uh, are y'all supposed to be still getting some snow in that area? Um, we were never um, scheduled to get any snow, but definitely freezing rain. And I did hear it raining outside, um, I guess, around 7.30, 7 o'clock, 7.30-ish. And it was, you could hear, like, the ice hitting down. So, um, you know, we did get that. Like you said, it's, it's supposed to be very cold here. In the morning, it's supposed to be about 20 degrees. So whatever goes on tonight, obviously, will freeze up. And there's going to be some black ice and things like that in the morning. Um, like I said, no snow, but definitely some um, freezing rain. So I have been in all day today. So just kind of, you know, hanging out at the house, relaxing, enjoying my little sanctuary slash office. Jaden is at his dad's house and my husband, um, you know, was at work all day today. So I definitely enjoyed all of my me time. Uh, okay, okay. Um, and correction, everybody. So the it's, the work, uh, forecasts have changed, people. So it's not going to be storming up north, everybody. But again, it's going to be very cold. I know here in the seven five seven, the temperatures already dropped in the twenties already. And throughout the night, I think by the time I get to work in the morning, it's going to be twenty degrees. But they say it's supposed to feel like seven degrees. Um, just like up there in Philly right now. Um, right now the temperatures are eighteen degrees, and it feels like three degrees by the morning time. By everybody's morning commute, it's going to be eight degrees, and it's going to feel like negative ten outside. So everybody bundle up, 
be cool, everybody. Now, here's the thing, because y'all keep playing. I keep telling y'all that pneumonia does not discriminate against nobody. I saw motherfuckers black at that with some flip-flops and shorts on earlier today while I was, you know, leaving church and stuff like that, because it was 50-some degrees outside. It felt a little nice outside earlier where you didn't need a coat. You just need, like, a nice little sweater and stuff. But the way these temps have dropped already, and that was, like, 3 o'clock, and then 4 o'clock, I think it started dropping down to, like, yeah. That's what I was going to say. And people, 50 degrees, 50 degree weather, whether you black, white, or indifferent, does not warrant and constitute flip-flops and shorts and sandals, sandals, any of that. Um, And that's the other thing I was going to say. Yeah, it was in the mid-50s, but the temperature dropped and the air changed so drastically. Yeah. And it was very quickly. So I'm not even sure who you know, we'll put on those type of clothes and, and why. You exactly. asked to be knocking on a, um, death's door. Exactly. I don't know these some military motherfuckers, because you know everybody in the military, you know, uh, sometimes the black people, you know, sometimes get a little white, you know, a little whitewashed, you know. Um, my dad isn't different, my uncles, but, you know, I know some people who are in the military and they got a little, you know, a little whitewashed a little bit, so, you know, they attempt to think that, okay, well, I could just wear shorts out here too. Nah, bruh, it's not like that. You're not going to wear no shorts out here and get pneumonia because we're not going to say rest in peace to you next week on uh, FNL for people that want to wear shorts in the two-degree weather. So that's just a little time for you all. So everybody, black, white, Chinese, Asian, whatever, stop wearing flip-flops in December, in January. Just it's winter, people. It's still winter. It's still cold outside. The air is different than what it would be in the spring or the summer. Don't wear no flip-flops or no basketball shorts in the dead winter, everybody. Learn your role. You know, just pick weather apps are all on the phones, people. It tells you that how the weather's going to feel and all that. Just get your life in order, or your life won't be in order because your life won't be here no more. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but also, two people I do I do gotta say, um, I, if y'all listen to FNL, uh, you know, most of the time, y'all know around this time of the year, sometimes I have to pinch my nose. Now, uh, I do have like a little, uh, <laughs> a little cold. Well, I wouldn't say a cold. I would say I'm trying to avoid a cold. So I do have the sniffles right now, people. So you hear me a little congested right now on the show. Uh, Blowing up my nose in and out the show. Um, I just had to clear my nose because I'm a little congested right now. But um, Well, that's very professional. <laughs> uh, are you doing something else? Is why you over there pinching noses? <laughs> There's no uh, drip shot to Cardi B and all um, Migos, but there's no drip over here um, from my nose. It's just a little, um, <laughs> a little, um, a little congestion. That's all. Mm-hmm. So I got my, I have my hot tea over here and um, water as well, <laughs> so I can keep my my voice up to par and you know keep my nostrils. I need a humidifier, but I, that got lost somewhere in the move, so I don't know where that is. So uh, I'm just thugging yeah. it out right. Now. I'm pretty sure. Um... Being that I saw that 10-year challenge on your nice Facebook page, um, the Google Chess has paid you well over the years, so I'm pretty sure you could just run out real quick in this um 25-degree weather and go get you a new humidifier if you wanted to. Look, I got my um, humidifier from um, Ollie's, and that lasted me a good long time. I just can't find it anymore. Yeah, my husband but, loves to shop in that store. He's in that store almost every day. Look, all these is the truth. I can't lie. They got some stuff in there. I always gotta go in there and get a little something. Even if some seasonings, I gotta go in Ollie's. But um, 
as you heard Monique just mentioned the 10 year challenge everybody so that's been a big thing right now on social media um as you all know um I posted my 10 year challenge um because 10 years ago I was a freshman in college well no that was 09 so I was yeah a sophomore in college uh, going into my winter semester and you know I was 19 and now well 18 about to be 20 about to be 19 and now I'm 28 about to be 29 so you know, just show you the years difference, you know, that's when I was still in my fat boy phase, starting to lose weight a little bit, you know, being in Philly, walking everywhere to class, I was bound to lose a little weight. So, you know, had no facial hair, puffy face. And now you see I got the facial hair and stuff like that, lost some pounds and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just part Trick- of my growth. <laughs> Tricked out hair, dude. You right <laughs> about that part of your growth. Shout out to my hair growth. So uh, in one picture, I did have, because my hair grows fast. So in one picture, I had the hat on, but I had um, a little mohawk situation. Then I had the mohawk in the other picture that you all saw. And then my hair, you know, now it's flourished with this curls and stuff. But they're all natural. I have no, you know, I just wet my hair and my hair just curl and go. I don't have to put no, no, no dukes or nothing in my hair or no Africa's best process. Well, that's funny because um, (laughs) when I came to... (laughs) When I came to your house and we did that show together, when I used your restroom, I saw a whole lot of S-curl, curl <laughs> carefree curl products on the motherfucking powder. But okay. Look, I probably just used it just to, you know, oh, I see. the hair a little bit. But other than that, no, I don't have to use any of that stuff. So you no, are rolling I- your hair with pearl <laughs> rods and putting a motherfucking shower cap on your hair. After you spray some of that um, carefree curl activated, and I saw your bathroom. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh- <laughs> yeah, you said that several times. Yeah, this hair is naturally curly and not just wet it and go. And these curls and these love locks, and I typically don't say anything, but I was like, okay, let me get this thing right now because um, I saw something very contrasting. <laughs> Look, people, I'm telling you, I, I've, I've done demonstrations on my hair for you all on Twitter and Instagram before, so y'all know I've how my hair really demonstrations. is. <laughs> See, I, I've cut my own hair. I haven't been to a barbershop in decades, so I actually really do my thing with my hair, everybody. I'm just telling y'all, self-care with for your hair is very important, everybody. You want to make sure you have your edges. You know, I don't have no baby hair, but I just stick the, you know, the my temples down a little bit just to make Let's sure that. Tell it, you got all kind of, ain't, ain't that where our curly hair is, baby hair? <laughs> well, when I do get my braids and when I do get my hair cornrows and stuff, I do have a little baby hair action. Yeah, I've seen those cornrows and I've seen how you take a toothbrush <laughs> and you are... <laughs> It gets a black air pro gel and go to work on the motherfucking edges and baby hair, okay? Don't do me right here on this goddamn show. <laughs> Enough about my hair, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, what else was it you talked about? Damn it. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought already. <laughs> I had to blow my nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hold, please. Yeah, hold, please. <laughs> So um, my week has been very good, everybody, other than getting over this cold and whatnot. Um, I did watch a couple of movies. Um, work has been very busy. So um, as you all know, the government shutdown is a very real thing right now. So some of my, um, well, not all of them, but some of my associates have done a little, um, well, I don't even know if they did it. I just know I didn't send any letters. But 
you know, with some of the homeowners who aren't able to, you know, make their payments right now, Monique very, made a very, um, a very valid point and statement. Yes, last she made week. a very vocal statement last week. <laughs> um, so there was one homeowner who said he couldn't do direct debit anymore because he didn't have any money to pay the bill. So they already debited him for January. So there's nothing we could do. But from February on forward, you know, until further notice. Um, some of the homeowners won't be debited who have um been affected by the um by the government shutdown. What do you mean there's nothing that you guys could do? <laughs> you guys don't refund the people money back? You can refund the money the man's money back on his card. Unfortunately no. But uh... oh, okay. <laughs> and but, I find um... it very strange and bizarre that you got all of this credit. You all are the same people, you and your barber. <laughs> Excuse me, Robert Scott. Y'all are the same ones that will go to Golden Corral, oh. <laughs> Chipotle. Where else have y'all taken free bills from Boston Market and act a complete black ass fool? Because um, you know, something was wrong with your meal. And you guys get free gift certificates, free meals for three and four and five years later on down the road. But yet y'all can't refund these poor, you know, innocent bystanders who are affected by this government shutdown. Y'all can't refund them their money back. But y'all, you and your mom, they ones will go to these places and act a fool. <laughs> Let the fries don't be hot. <laughs> Just for the record, everybody, my mom does not work in, uh, as y'all know, she works, she's a nurse, uh, so she does not work in property management. So, Monique well, is just mentioning how sometimes when we have to put our customer service skills to the test, because um, they always say the customers are always right. So, we use that mm-hmm. statement and we, <laughs> and we do the damn thing. But, um, <laughs> Um, what else? What else? So let, yeah, that, let go to Corral. Don't put out no hot yeast rolls. <laughs> okay. Speaking of yeast rolls, um, so I did put a tweet on Instagram. I mean, on Twitter earlier this weekend. Here come Monique trying to target me again, everybody. <laughs> so I just put a tweet out there. I just said I'm just looking for some vegan soul food restaurants in the 757 Hampton Roads area because starting February 1st, I am going to start a Presbyterian diet. Um, so I am not going to um. I'm not going to eat any um meats. <sighs> I just see food, so um. Mm, that's a very expensive diet. <laughs> Seafood is very expensive. You know, um, it go to food line, get some packs of tapia or some packs of salmon, whatever from Walmart. You know, I'm, I'm going to work it out. So you I got a lot salmon of tilapia every single day. <laughs> Well, I do in the freezer. I do have some fresh tuna. Um, I have some shrimp, some fresh shrimp, um, mm-hmm. some catfish, um, some other seafood. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, you know, have fried shrimp mm-hmm. one day. You know, fried catfish dinner one another night or something like that. You know, make a little seafood pasta and stuff like that. So I got all of it under under control. You know, I got this veterans bag of crab boil stuff. So I'm gonna make a crab boil. You know, in your honor, I'm gonna make a crab boil. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be seafood out for the month of February for the 28 days, and other than that, um, yeah, sushi's always on the menu. So I I'm gonna see, I see, I see. <laughs> I guess when you collect in the government workers, homeowners association dues, you can afford all types of seafood and seafood boils, <laughs> crab boils, and whatnot. 
Anywho, so then also, uh, <laughs> so then I also um uh, watched two movies this week. Well, uh, I don't think I told y'all about the show um that I was watching, but it's called You. It's on Netflix. It was originally on Lifetime. Me and Monique, when we saw some show on Lifetime a while ago, we saw the trailer for it, but we didn't pay attention to it. I know I didn't. I just thought it was just a random ass show. But it was actually a good show. You know, it's a crazy ass motherfucker named Joe in love with this girl named Beck. And it was just all types of craziness, all types of killings and stuff like that. I was my I was, you know, my whole heart was shattered. It was a lot of going on. My emotions were through the roof. It's a very good show. So it's coming back for a second season on Netflix because Netflix did buy the right for the show. So uh, that's one thing y'all can watch in the winter, you know, or if it's super cold tomorrow and y'all get called out of work or something, you know, y'all can watch that or um the Fire Festival um, documentary. I haven't watched it yet, but that's online, so you can watch that on Hulu. There's um, one version that's on Hulu. There's one version that's on Netflix. Um, hearing good things about both, so make sure you check that out because y'all know we are, here on FNL. We did talk about the Fire Festival and Jaru his foolishness. Uh, Jaru, when I watch this documentary on next week, I got some, uh, some tips for you. I got some. Um, I got some words for you because. Nigga, you like Joanne the scammer, so I'm gonna talk about you on next yeah, week. Yeah, they sued. They sued him. He was the one that promised all those rich white kids all of those things and didn't deliver. Uh huh. Him and the uh the founder and the creator of it, Brian, yeah, these bananas and whatnot, and all these all this um more expensive luxurious food, and they were yeah. eating bologna sandwiches and yeah, FEMA <laughs> tents and shit. So yeah, so I'm gonna watch that and then um. Me and Monique, we always watch this show called Dirty John, which is uh, like eight weeks or eight episodes on uh, Bravo. Mm-hmm. That ended real good. So that was another show we always watched, everybody. So um, if you haven't watched that, make sure you watch it on demand because it's a really good series um, for sure. And then I finally watched Bird Box, everybody. Now, I watched it on Netflix. Granted, I was a little drunk, but I did get through it. Uh, I mean, it had me shook a couple of moments. I will say two moments had me shook a little bit. But the way the movie is set up, I didn't hype. I don't understand what y'all are so hype about and what we all so afraid of. Like, I'm wondering how y'all getting through life in the damn blindfold and how you looking through these holes. Because, you know, depending on the fabric of the blindfold, if you get it from the beauty supply store, of course, you have a little more vision to it because some cheaply ass made shit. But you go to like <laughs> to get a nice little blindfold or whatever from, you know, uh, Asian provocateur or somewhere from the set shop or something. It's going to be blindfold, blindfold. Like you, you blind, like you need to be blind like Ray Charles to read umbrella and shit. So I, I didn't get it. You know, the little kids, the little girl, you know, taking her, about to take her blindfold off and stuff. I'm about to look her little ass. I'm like, look, why you take your blindfold off? She told you not to do that. The kids, they have no damn names. Call them boy or girl. I, I said, you know what, though? So, but you know, speaking yeah. of the blind, they ended up in you know, I'm not trying to tell the end of everybody, but just know that they had a blind um technical institution, I suppose. And um people reading in Braille got blind, you know, they blind blind. So, you know, I didn't understand what the whole moral of the movie was, but hey. Yeah, I told you. I um during Christmas I tried to watch it about two two times and it started off very slow and I just didn't like it. I, again, like you said, I didn't see what the hype was about. I believe, I think that a lot of the hype was the fact that Sandra Bullock's old ass ain't worked <laughs> in years and you know, she was this was her thing kind of coming back. Um Again, I still haven't seen it, and I don't think I'm really interested in seeing it. You know, you guys can have at it. Yeah, and then the one black nigga to do dumb shit is Lil Rail. Lil Rail, yeah. Going to the freezer just because the nigga knocking on the freezer door, you got to go in the freezer and open it. 
my goodness. Anywho, so uh, that was been my week. Everybody went to church, got my soul cleansed and whatnot. Um, and they tried to guilt me about that too, saying I'm yeah. at the mount because I shot out Kim Brown last week all up and through the show. I'm just telling y'all where you get your healing from, get go to church and whatnot to go to a real good pastor. But so are you trying to get your? Yeah, I mean, so are you? But are you trying to get your healing or are you trying to get your Tesla? Because ain't this the same church that on the New Year's Eve watch night service, they give out, they paying people mortgages, they paying light bills, water bills, gas bills, and whatnot. And so I've noticed, um, you know, every time I talk to you on a Saturday night, all of a sudden, you definitely making it to the church house on Sunday morning. There's nothing wrong with that. But all of these years that I've known you, I've heard you talk about going to church maybe once or twice out of all these years. Um, but now I see what the trick is and I see why you was <laughs> taking and giving so much shine to the pastor. So I'm Look, assuming that every Sunday you're the first one there sitting on the front row so you can get seen. Okay. Look, I so get I'm not going to check going to the tithes and offering. I mean, I'm trying to get um, children, trying to get flued out. So, you know, I just want to, you know, I, I want to test. I want to vacation somewhere. So, you know, I... <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Um so my week. Yes, how was your week? <laughs> it was good. Um can't complain. I had a pretty good work week. And um on Friday I hung out with some of my girlfriends. We went to a place called JR Crickets, which used to be this place called Glens. And um I mean we had a blast. We had a ball. You talked about somebody drunk as hell. Yes. Oh, okay. The- <laughs> House. You know, come Friday night. I mean, we just had an amazing time. Shout out number um Toya Bush Harris. Shout out to my core. <laughs> my girls. My girls, Rocky, um, Raven, Tamara, Tanya, Nikki, Robin. Who else was with us? I think that was it. So, um, you know, it was quite a few of us, about eight of us. And, you know, we just went out, you know, had a good time. You know, all the drinks and all the shots was on the me and the nail. So, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm going to say this, um, the city girls and motherfucking Cardi B, you bitches, <laughs> I wouldn't know why y'all ain't flewed me out to be in that goddamn twerk video. Because the way I twerked on Friday night, you guys would have been very, 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 very proud of me. You would have been very impressed. I would have been a head bitch in <laughs> So, bitches, why y'all ain't flewed me out? What you going to dress up? What you get, get painted in the animal? What animal um, did you want to get painted as? Um, I would have liked to get painted as an old cheetah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, again, you know, I had a great time on Friday night. You know, I came home, rushed home real quick to change my clothes. My husband's like, where are you going? I was like, go to the store on Chamberlain Avenue. But my new <laughs> Chamberlain Avenue is way on the other side of town. Yes. I'm like, okay, why would you be going to the store on Chamberlain? Yes. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But, you know, just I had an amazing, awesome time, like I said, with my girls. And, um, you know, then I guess we were still trying to make up for the fact that we had to cancel the vision board party that was supposed to be in my house. So, again, like I said, uh, you know, a great time with them. Yesterday I did absolutely, well, I shouldn't say I did absolutely nothing. I um, did go, you guys know that I um, do Herbalife. So, the Herbalife um club that I belong to we um, had a workout session yesterday in the morning I am very 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 sore from <laughs> that um, I could barely walk today 
you, the trainer did tell me I was going to feel it today, if not, you know, tomorrow. But um, did that. And I, you know, when he got a little manicure yesterday, then mm. I came on home and, you know, chilled out, you know, for the rest of the day. Um, and then, like I said, today, you know, I've been really, I haven't been doing anything. So just trying to get my mind right, my soul right for tomorrow to get back to work and do it all over again next week. Yes, yes, everybody. So all of you all that are lucky to be off of work for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, if y'all not flew out in Atlanta, acting the damn fool and whatnot, um, you know, just remember that the what the day is for people, you know, in remembrance of all the good that Martin Luther King Jr. has done, um, uh, for the changes he tried to, you know, make and whatnot. Um, if you got kids, you know, um, you know, there's some old specials. I remember there used to be this Disney Channel special. I forgot the name of it. I want to say it's called One Voice or something. But people, Bryson was in the special too. Uh, and this was like it was little Chinese boy, black boy, white girl, and I think it was some other people too. Um, there was this other show that used to come on Disney Channel too. I forgot the name of it. Was with the black girl and the little white girl. Um, so yeah, there's plenty of little specials you can find. You know, probably find on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah, um, I now I have to work tomorrow. Do you know I work in the um, medical field, so we don't observe, you know, holidays like uh-huh. this or whatever, we barely observe Christmas and Thanksgiving, but um, you know, but Jaden is out of school tomorrow, so I always try to tell him that it's a day of service, you know, not just a day off from school and a day for you to be chilling and relaxing, Um, so hopefully, um, I believe his dad's church is going to be having a little Martin Luther King program, so he'll go, go with his dad tomorrow to the program to the service, so you know, but you guys, you know, they've changed um, the day that we honor Martin Luther King. They've mm-hmm. changed it several times. I remember when I was in school, and I was a small child, used to be, what, January the 15th. Yeah. Then um, it looks like it got changed to the 17th at one time. Now it is on the 21st. But, mm-hmm. you know, either way, you know, it is a day for us to honor Dr. The late great Dr. Um, Reverend Dr. I don't know how you say it. <laughs> but in all the struggles and the sacrifices that he made for us, if there was if there was no Martin Luther King Jr., there would be no um, Barack Obama. So um, again, you know, we just thank him for his sacrifice and, and his hard work and his determination and never giving up. You know, for the betterment of our people. So yes, yes. Um... One of the specials people was called, um, <clears throat> it was actually called One Day. Uh, it was a Disney Channel special that had people Bryson in there that I mentioned earlier. That was one of my um, favorite ones that used to come on. And then also Selma Lord Selma, which one too, where um, Journey Smollett was in that one um, from back in the day, and Clifton Powell. Um, so, and I think Clifton Powell was Martin Luther King. So this one, Clifton Powell was actually playing a good person back in the day, which I know how his roles are. And then um, our friend Martin, that cartoon movie and stuff. So you know, there's some movies that y'all um, can watch and whatnot to, you know, catch up on your Martin Luther King history and whatnot and uh, try to make this world a, a, a attempt to make it a better place with all that's going on right now, people. So <clears throat> that's what has been going on with us all throughout the week, everybody. So thank you all for listening, as always, <clears throat> as we mentioned before. Um, now, someone who had a really big week as well, who has been... Oh, before I even start, people, I do have to give a quick shout out so uh it's happy founders day uh it was earlier last week but Ooh. to the a shout out to my mom 
um, and the rest of the AKAs out there. Um, and then also, it was Happy Founders Day early this week as well to the uh, Zayda's yeah. birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, my sister swore, uh, swore so, you know, shout out to all y'all. Um, you know, we did mention the Deltas last week and Monique got on me for, you know, just inter, you know. Yeah, did you see how I allowed you to do that? Um, shout out your mom, <laughs> shout out your sister for their founders day. And I never once mentioned that last, um, you know, Sunday, January 13th, 2019, it was the Founders Day for my sorority and my sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. I did not mention that not one time while you was, you know, caking for your mom and caking for your sister, going up for them. You see how respectful I was? So, so has a big week. But I, I do want to say, you know, happy Founders Day. I have friends that are Zeta's. My friend Renee, uh, one of my good friends, Renee, she's a Zeta. My good friend Nakia, <clears throat> she's a Zeta. You know, um, several people that I went to high school with. My girlfriend Nusha is, uh, well, she's, well, my classmate Nusha, she's a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. My classmate Cokies, she is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Um, so we're incorporating, and you know, just you know, people I've met, you know, over the years. Um, one of my favorite patients, his wife, um, he's an Omega, and his wife, um, Miss Barbara Ford, how I love her dearly. She is an AKA as well. So, you know, shout out to all you ladies, um, you know, that have had, um, you know, Founders Days recently. So, you know, definitely. But, Reggie, you see how I did that? I was very respectful. I was respectful as well. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Now, so, when um, I was talking and you then blurted and blurted <laughs> out about this AKA Founders Day and started talking over top of me, I didn't find that respectful at all. But again, you got to say what it is paying me. My Google checks ain't trying to fit money orders, so I wouldn't expect anything any different. But you want to get on to the stories and the gossip and the tea and whatnot? <laughs> Yes, as I pinch my nose, hold on one second, okay, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Um. So focus Kleenex you using. If if it's pus and and I'm real Kleenex, then I'ma know something. I know good and goddamn well what my Google chest is going to because we buy great value facial tissue around here. You know, Look, these- oh, the box it just say tissue. <laughs> Look, these boxes of Kleenex were 97 cent at Harris Teeter the other day. So mm. these are Harris Teeter. Um, clean, well, these are Kleenex brand, but they were on sale though. So, you I know. I know no Kleenex to be 97 cent. I do. I love a good sale in the coupons. Yeah, so. I've known it to be $3 and 97 cent, <laughs> but not 97 cent. So, uh, speaking of respect, everybody, someone who really wanted a lot of respect and could possibly be getting all the respect that he needs is Soldier Boy, everybody. So, y'all know Soldier Boy is one of those people that we've talked about here on the show, um, whether it's him and his time on Love Hip Hop Hollywood with Nia and his old abusive ass, uh, allegedly, we gotta say allegedly, or um, what else that happened that he, him and his uh, Chris Brown beef when they were supposed to be fighting in the ring and whatnot, then it got canceled. So we definitely have talked a lot uh, about Soldier Boy throughout the years here on FNL. So um, even back in the back in the day on FNL, we used to talk about him. So now he's having kind of like a resurgence, if you will. So it all started when he said that he had the biggest comeback 
in the year 2018. 2018. And you know what this kind of reminds me of? This is, to me, it reminds me of that whole um, Jacquees, the whole Kings of um, R&B type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I just was like, okay, so, like, sir, I just don't understand, like, what type of comeback you were on, because granted, we haven't seen him on TV in a while, so we didn't know if he was still on, you know, Love of Hip Hop. Then he got fired. We didn't hear much about him and Nia. Usually on social media, they're going at each other. They unfollowing, following each other, fighting each other. each other. Yeah. So it was kind of like we just didn't know what exactly was, you know, what was going on. So then it started when he was on live one day, and he just was, you know, saying that he's the best. He had the best comeback. He had a bigger comeback than Tiger. Tiger minding his own business with his new hairline, putting his plaits in, and here Soldier Boy just mentioned him and just you know bring him in the beef that he even wanted to be a part of. So when Soldier Boy was going off on that whole situation, it reminded me of this um Miley Cyrus um clip that came out like a few years ago where she um uh, basically was just saying. So that's what my soul boy was yelling. It reminded me of that. I was like, oh, he wants his respect for real. All I keep thinking every time, you know, her name, I think about how she was twerking in that baby suit, looking like a a seven year old boy. (laughs) What's that with Robin Thicke? With Robin Thicke, yeah. Take your blurred lines, oh, bitch. What did you (laughs) own? So then Soldier Boy, he got on Breakfast Club uh, earlier this week. Now, usually, I don't know, sometimes with Breakfast Club, sometimes the interviews are a little boring uh, as of late. So, you know, usually I've been listening to more of the Joe uh, Button podcast or FNL Radio as well, people that you can listen to on Apple That should podcast. be the first motherfucking thing you listen to. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm listening to those two podcasts, our show and our Joe Button podcast on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But listening to um, Breakfast Club, I was like, okay, Soulja Boy is going to be up there. So I haven't watched Marriage Boot Camp's um, Hip Hop Edition since it's been on. Yeah, I haven't had the opportunity to catch that either. You guys know my Wee TV situation with Comcast. Yeah. Comcast, I got to do better. But, uh, <laughs> yes, you do. My niggas missed out on all the good shows right now. But uh, so that um, that ended up uh, happening. I guess he was up there to promote it. And remember, uh, we didn't talk about it here on the show, but he was under fire. Because of the fact that he uh, on these game consoles, which is a bootleg ass uh, Switch, a Nintendo Switch, or bootleg ass uh, PlayStation Vista, uh, PlayStation uh, little handheld PlayStation video game system, he sells that these Apple Watches or these bootleg iWatches for ten dollars. He's selling um these bootleg ass AirPods for I think ten or thirty five dollars or something like that. So <laughs> you know. And he got mad. He was like, you know, when a young black person doing stuff, we gotta call it bootleg and stuff like that. Or, but I mean, nigga, the shit is bootleg. I mean, it's and people not getting their orders, so you kind of like taking money from people, and you know. Yeah, he took that. Yeah, so yeah, because I think the whole issue was he stated, you know, that he only expected to sell a few of those gaming consoles. And um, according to him, I think it was what about um, I think 
think he said what thousand or something. Yeah, and he just got backed up with the orders. No, he said um he no, he said he received now this is all according to him. He said he received over twenty thousand orders and he got backed up, you know, with the orders and so he stated that, you know, he was working on trying to get, you know, the customers their consoles. So, yeah, like you said, he, um, you know, is definitely a little different, um, you know, but in watching this interview, there were some takeaways, um, you know, that we learned about old Soldier Boy. Um, for one, he stated that he taught Drake everything that he knows. Mm-hmm. You know, he stated that, um, you know, pretty much... <laughs> He stated that Drake got bodied by Pusha T, and he stated, you know, everybody taking for Drake and going up for Drake, but Drake the same nigga that's hiding his kid from from the world. <laughs> and um, you know, he was Audi Graham in the wheelchair. And he said on the generous, he meant to say the grassy, but he said on the <laughs> so you know. <laughs> yeah, y'all know Soulja Boy, so raw with hell. So you know, then we talked about. You know, he stated that he um, created the internet. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, he said that several times. So that is nothing new. But he say, states that he is the first rapper to do this whole YouTube thing. And you guys know, um, Soldier Boy became famous back in, what, in 2007. I was 27, but I never forget. I remember. I told you guys before I used to date a guy um, that lived. Um, he was originally from Philly and um, he lived in Atlanta. And I never forget, um, I was down in Atlanta visiting him when that whole crank that soldier boy thing came out. And we were in the club and the DJ um that I think it it literally had just like hit. And um everybody was in there doing that whole Superman, Superman, that whole dance and all this stuff. It was it was kind of crazy. For one, um, we were kind of then kind of like some of the older heads in the club. And I was like, okay, what are they doing? The DJ <laughs> played it, you know, several different times. But according to him, he states that he created the internet with that whole, you know, Superman, these hoes, um, that thing. So we talked about the video game. Um you want to chime in, Reggie? He talked about Kanye West being lame. He said uh, um, that Kanye West is the same person that is out here supporting Donald Trump. We can't ever understand, you know, why he would do that. And then he's always, you know, every time you turn around, he's on social media crying about Drake. Uh-huh. And so, you know, he stated, you know, he's also, you know, fed up with Kanye West comparing himself to Steve Jobs um, and the people down the Walt Disney. Yeah, say that he got some ugly ass Yeezys and some ugly ass clothes, and you know, so like Soldier Boy just went off on you know everybody like me and like some other stuff we learned too that I didn't even pay attention to this, but y'all know uh, earlier this year, um, it's already still January. It's a long ass month for January, but um, earlier this month, y'all remember there was a lot of the um, fires and stuff like that in California, the um, the brush fires, fires and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know that he, Soulja Boy was even part of that. It was on Time 
website on people and stuff like that. I was like, wait, so the boy was stuck in the car and he was explained the whole story how he had to climb out the sunroof and his two other friends followed suit and climbed out the sunroof too. The car was moving and they were stuck in the mud, waist up, and they walked through the water like they were Jesus and whatnot. <laughs> I said, okay, this is about that's going on right now. So this really sounds like a movie. And Soldier Boy mentioned that he is going to be doing a movie on his life that's going to be at AMC Theaters um, this year. I'm like, that's a big deal because if this is real life, I mean, if you did put in AMC Theaters, I got to see some receipts on that one because, I, you know, that's a little debatable. But, you know, to each his own, you know, get your hustle. And then um, on top of that, he talked about how he got robbed and he had to shoot a nigga. And he had it was uh, flesh and blood and all that on his. He wanted to shoot the guy because um, he wanted the blood on his couch. So I was like, oh, that's respectable because, you know, I don't want blood on my couch. Shoot, if, I, if someone gets a paper cut or a cut, I don't want you your scab on my couch. You got to sit on some plastic or something or some piece of paper. So, you know, I understand where you're coming from from that one. But um, I'm interested to see the Soldier Boy movie because his life seems so animated. And a lot has gone on with him over the past 11 years. So I would actually be interested in seeing, well, almost 12 years now. So I'd be interested in seeing a Soldier Boy movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> I that I'm interested in seeing that, but um, you know, again, it just kind of reminds me of that whole um, I'm the king of RB situation. You know, this is something to get us talking, you know, mm-hmm. to get us thinking about really, you know, you guys weigh in and tell us who do you feel like had the bigger comeback in 2018? Was it Tiger? Or was it Soldier Boy? Um, there was something put up on um, social media. So Tiger, you know, it was a comparison between Tiger and Soldier Boy. Tiger mm-hmm. says thanks for an amazing year. Um, Tiger put out that he had eight hundred and what is this? Eight hundred fifty-three million, something like uh-huh. that. Uh, streams on Spotify. Uh huh. He had fifty-eight million fans. And um, I guess he can be heard in over, what, 65 countries? Mm-hmm. Now, according to Soldier Boy statistics, Soldier Boy only had 98 million streams. He only has 16 million fans. And he also <laughs> can be, I guess, heard and seen in over 65 um, countries. So, again, you guys weigh in. Let us know. You tell us. Who do you feel like had the biggest comeback? You know, they were saying Tiger, you know, after all the shit that happened with Kylie Jenner, you know, and all those things, you know, when he um hooked up, who who does he do taste with? Um, Offset from Offset. Oh, so when he kind of hooked up with him, they kind of put him back on the map and everything like that. So I, you know, I don't know, you know, they young kids to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. So I'm not sure who had the biggest comeback. Um. You know, but I will say so, the boy. I hope you get these people these goddamn gaming consoles. People that pay their goddamn money be in the middle of a government shutdown. And if I can't do anything else, I would like to be able to play the goddamn game that I bought from your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, and Soulja Boy, Boy made a claim um uh, over the weekend that he's uh that coming soon on his consoles, you'll be able to play Fortnite. Well, Epic Games, who um, does Fortnite, said that, nah, you can't play our game on uh, Soulja Boy's Ricky Dink system. So that claim has been shut down already. So Soulja Boy, I don't know what you're going to do now. But uh, you sell these people the dream when they get these game consoles. They can't play no Sega or, or they can't play no uh, Sonic or no Super Mario. But they're going to play um, 
was going to be DeMario or um, Sonic the Cat or something. And that's, so, <laughs> and that's what I was wondering. Like, okay, where do you find these games at exactly that goes to this gaming system? I'm assuming you order it on the website, the same place you ordered the actual console. And he does state that all his games, um, you know, for this console is licensed. So, I, I don't know, but um, I, I don't know about these um, ad watches and these, these um, <laughs> earbuds and stuff you're selling either. But at any rate, like I said, you guys weigh in. You guys let us know who do you feel like had the biggest comeback for 2018. Is it me or is it Reggie? <laughs> well anyway so bit draco uh here's a little snippet of what he was talking about on the show when he was on um breakfast club why did me i have a bigger comeback than soldier boy what me personally why because he was locked up yes okay i was locked up too nigga. And they came up with a number one record the drake beat yo look how he yo me mill ain't beat for chris brown it was in a box it was floyd mayweather he he was drake the biggest rapper in the world Drake did make a point, everybody. So I did have to pull up the receipts. So um, if y'all remember Drake's Miss Me with Lil Wayne on his first album, Thank Me Later, um, he had to open the line on the song. Well, Soldier Boy had another track, too, which Teach Me How to... Um, I forgot what name. Teach Me How to Swag or something like that, part two, whatever it was. But um, that was his on his song, too. So here's the comparison in, uh, of the two songs, everybody, the difference between the two. So, Aubrey, you got some explaining to do. So, granted, this came out like 2009, but still, Soldier Boy came out with it first. So, you know, Soldier Boy isn't crazy in that regard. You know, he does have a little, um, a little, you know, leverage on that one right there. So then, as of recent now, so um, Ariana Grande just released a new record called Seven Rings on Thursday, and Soldier Boy called her a thief. Now, we listen to the song. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, this pretty boy swag. So um, this, here's the, the song so you can uh, compare and listen to the two as well. Soldier Boy might really be the godfather of hip hop, you know, as he proclaiming to be, because you know what Soldier Boy has done a lot, and this way we got to give him his props, at people, because like we mentioned earlier, you know, when in two thousand seven, there weren't really a lot of hip hop artists that were coming online and doing their own thing. Like Soldier Boy created his own beats, he produced his own songs, he did the Soldier Boy crank that Soldier Boy dance, it became a number one hit. 
it was all on social media. Uh, and that's when Twitter was really starting to pop off too. Facebook was at that time was still only for college students. Cause I remember, cause I was so hyped when I was able to finally sign up for a Facebook page because you know, I was a college student. I used my college email address and I'm in there. And this one, Facebook was only for professionalism. You know, it wasn't all the ratchet tree that's up there right now. Facebook was actually a calm place of, you know, a calm neighborhood. Then all the black people had to move in. But, um, and then Twitter was just really popping off too. So, you know, you didn't really have, we didn't have Instagram or nothing. So YouTube and Twitter were the only sources and MySpace even were the only sources of real, of really trying to, you know, come up and really try to get your name out there. So Soulja Boy was really one of the pioneers in doing that um, and getting his music out there, getting it played. It became a number one hit, like I said. So over 5 million copies. It was on TRL, a number one record on TRL, the, the video and 106 in part. So he had the white people and the um, black people. So, you know, he had a lot of audiences cranking that Soulja Boy. Um, and even during his time when he hasn't been releasing music, you know, he's been sampled, Beyonce sampled, um, Turn My Swag On and um, Hold Up on the Lemonade album. Um, so, I mean, he's been still out here more like behind the scenes, but his music hasn't really been out there. So when he said he had the biggest comeback, I don't think he really had the biggest comeback in terms of music because we really haven't heard music from him. I think the last time I really heard a, a Soulja Boy record was when he did the Yes Bitch record with Nicki Minaj, and that was like a few years ago. So when I think of like his comeback now, I would say that like he has a viral social media comeback right now because of the fact that we're talking about him. He's putting up old receipts of his songs and other people copying his songs or, you know, being inspired by his music or we pulling up receipts of, you know, old stories that happened back in the day and now they're resurfacing and we're, you know, laughing with him. He's got this moment with the Drake, Drake. So, I mean, we're, he's living his best social media life right now all from that Breakfast Club interview and some of the other interviews he's been doing since then. So, you know, I I would say now he has, I'll say 2019 has a big comeback as far as, again, just the social media part, but the music, I mean, for him to get 98 million listens in 2018, he got a fan base somewhere, but we just haven't heard any new Soulja Boy music in years, so. I mean, yeah, and I totally agree with you on that, you know, aspect. Definitely, the, this whole social media and all that stuff, you know, is definitely, you know, keeping you talking. You know, everybody's looking for the um the Breakfast Club interview. You know, like you mm. said, it's got you going, pulling up receipts. You know, so, you know, definitely, and he may be one. He may not ever have to make another album again. You know what I mean? It's- because he has all of these things going on. He's definitely, like you said, I, I agree, definitely one of the godfathers of hip-hop for this generation. Yeah, for this generation. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, back then in that day and time or whatever. Like I said, he definitely got your wheel spinning. He definitely got yeah. everybody talking and buzzing about him. So, you like I said, maybe not musically. He made a musical comeback in 2018. Um, but definitely at the top of this year, he's definitely, um, you know, out here. His face is out here. Um, like you said, you, you know, you're pulling receipts, you're looking for the Breakfast Club interview, um, you're, you're searching and looking for you gaming consults and all that stuff. So he's definitely, um, you know, somebody to be looking at in, in 2019. So, like I said, maybe not musically, like you said, but definitely just, you know, this whole social media virus. Everybody's addicted to it. Everybody's got it. And he's definitely in there. So he did that. Exactly, exactly. And like uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, he's 
been out since 2007 and he did a lot of like he was one of the first people that had the you know the dance records with the hip-hop and all of that um kiss me through the phone like he damn near invented facetime like he prophesized that shit you know who thought about kiss me through the phone in, in the video even though it was like the old iphones with the old user interface so it was kind of like i don't even think the selfie um front cameras were out back then yeah they weren't but in the video in the music video for the song with Sammy, he kind of just had like the video of the girl playing, and it's kind of like they were talking on the phone. And so it was something crazy like that. But yeah, I go go back and listen. But he damn invented um the FaceTime. So yeah, and now that he is on um Marriage Bootcamp, the Love and Hip Hop Edition again, yes. you know you you gonna see him more and more and more. So um. Definitely, like I said, shout out to you, Soldier Boy. Just get these niggas they got them gaming consoles. That's all I can say. Exactly. So, um, even one of them kind of like a um, one of these consoles. Let me go to the Soldier um store. So the website, if you want to buy your own console, oh shit, the website got shut down. Uh, it was called SoldierWatch.com. <laughs> it was working the other day, but um, it looks like um, Soldier Watch has been pulled off the internet. Um. Let's try to Google search this again, everybody. Let me see. Oh, yeah. It, it comes up. Uh, oops, something went wrong. Then it says, what happened? The shop is unavailable. All right, Soldier Boy. So, um, all right. So, y'all not getting y'all money. So, um, let's talk about Fire Festival again. So, now, uh, <laughs> so we got to see what Soldier Boy says about the website being shut down right now. Um. I don't think he said anything on on the Twitter thus far about it, but um yeah, y'all not getting y'all shit though. Mm. My apologies to y'all, especially y'all furlough workers who um not getting no um pay right now. Let me see something. Let's see here. So the soldier watch goes for nineteen ninety nine. The soldier pods go for $9.99. How much is this game of console? Oh, now it's working, people. So, yeah, his website, Um, I guess, they need to up the bandwidth because, you know, he got a lot of people out here scrambling for these soldier watches and trying to see exactly what he got going on with this um, whole situation. I was trying to see how much this game console costs. I think it's still, well, on mine, it's still show sold out, so they don't have a price up there. So, Soldier Boy, you want to uh, get these people their money back, too, for these uh, watches and stuff? Anyways, so that's Soldier Boy right now, everybody, um, making a big comeback, like I said. Um, we shall see what happens for the rest of the year because, like he said, uh, he got the movie coming out in select AMC theaters later this year. So, um, for for someone that came out two thousand eleven and still surviving in the twenty nineteen kind of world twelve years later, we do got to give him his props though because of the fact that he has been out for twelve years. So, for him to be able to still manage to keep us talking, keep us guessing what's going to happen and stuff like that. He he's marketing the whole thing right, so he knows what he's doing. So we gotta give a clap clap right with the soldier boy, young Draco, for or soldier man, um, or whatever he wanna be called next week. We gotta give him his props. So he has done a lot for hip hop 
more than what you know people expect him to do because of the fact that people used to clown him like Ice T and Snoop Dogg and stuff like that. And now Snoop Dogg was doing the record with Lil Duvall, living my best life, smile, bitch. So you know, you you never know what your lane as an adult, as an old OG, what you're gonna be able to do, and you know how you want to you know move with the tide as well. So at the time, people was like, "Nah, we're not gonna get on that bandwagon. We're not gonna go with that shit." But look at you now. Years later, you doing the kind of like the same thing that you said you weren't going to do. So, you know, Soldier Boy did do a lot. So we gotta give Soldier Boy his props. So, Soldier Boy, Young Draco, you got the props today. So, now move on to someone else because, um, Monique, are you going to get um Jaden a little Soldier uh, game console? Um, no, because he has an <laughs> Xbox, um, Xbox One. He has a real game system. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wonder if see if they were like twenty dollars, you know, like the little roses uh game system you can find that roses or Matt's way or something <laughs> with little pre bootleg ass games. Then yeah, I would probably get that for like a charity gift or something, or you know, give it to kids in need or something like that. But you know, I I just can't get jiggy with it just on my own because I mean, hmm. The whole virus might pop over my system, so I don't want that. So, anyways, so we do have an R. Kelly update, everybody. So, I did not watch, um, cause it just came up on my on demand today, so I didn't get to watch it yet. But there was a dateline special on R. Kelly on Friday night called Accused the R. Kelly story or something like that. Um, Monique saw a little glimpse of it, and she said, with some new bitches up there, and uh, some of our old familiar faces from Surviving R. Kelly were up there as well, like, um. What's the old one name? A sparkle was up there. Oh, of course she was. Yeah, she out here to get her music on. J- so Javante was up there with some new hair. That bitch had some box braids. Okay. And <laughs> um, a sparkle also had some new hair. And uh, what's the child's name? Um, the one that was in the PP video. Um, Lisa Van Allen. So she mm. was up there, and I believe Asante McGee. And the other young lady, the the um, former DJ. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were up there towards the end from the clip I saw. And then there's a new young lady. Um, so maybe we can, you know, if you know, if we end the show and I'm not working any overtime, I'm not gonna get paid for it. No way. But <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe we can watch that because it it seems like it was gonna be interesting enough. But as a Friday, we learned that um, you know, Sony Music has parted ways from old nasty ass the Pete Piper himself. So yeah, everybody, so RCA Records has officially dropped them. So I was actually waiting to see if this was gonna happen because I remember at the Surviving R. Kelly. I actually screenshotted the RCA Records um, artist roster list just to see if he's still up there. So he was still up there. But as of last week, um, they have quietly parted ways. Now, his reps are saying that, you know, they um, it wasn't a big thing uh, that he was growing tired of Sony and RCA anyways. I'm like, well, nigga, you know, you kind of like forced them to actually let you go because of the fact that all this is going on. Now, granted, this should have been happening a long time ago, but he's been on Jive. Well, originally it was Jive Records, and the Jive Records got bought up by um, Sony. Wanted to merge a lot of the labels together just to save money and to compensate stuff. So, uh, so they actually brought all the RCA, all Jive Records artists to RCA Records. So he's been with Jive Records, RCA, and Sony Music since like 
92 since the very beginning of time so that that's been his labor home for ages so now they're saying that they don't know if there's going to be some type of deal where he has you know they're going to do a contract buyout or if they got you know if he has to release one more album or something to you know close the deal and stuff like that or whatever's happening but you gotta remember this nigga can't read or write so there's no telling what type of contract he signed because for him to not own his masters yeah. in the game yeah. or 30 years yeah, on his master's. That makes absolutely no sense. You've been out since like 1992, my nigga, and you don't yes. own that one motherfucking masters. They fucked your ass over. They fucked you just like you was wanting to fuck them little boys in the ass. Because yes, yes. I don't understand that at all. You don't own that it, one master to not one of all these albums you put out, album after album, single after single. You know, you don't, th- that is crazy to me. Just like that whole studio thing. I don't understand how you didn't yeah. own that studio. Exactly. So, um, in the um in the story about the uh, situation, um, his attorney um said that um any record company uh or really any party that any contract can decide they no longer want to be in the contract. The question is what can happen as a result of them um, asserting their desire to terminate the term of the agreement. R. Kelly could sue for damages if R. Kelly does not want to terminate the agreement and instigates um, a dispute saying that it's a breach of contract by RCA. If RCA is concerned about the cost of litigation and how much a court might decide, they could try to come to a settlement with R. Kelly. Um, R. Kelly's other, uh, I think his manager was saying that um, there's actually other labels that's in... um, or oh, one of his reps said that we understand RCA's position. Uh, his current advisor, actually, his current advisor's name is Don Russell, because I know his, I think his manager just got arrested for um, trying to off and uh, set a hit out on uh, the savages. Yeah, he ended up Jocelyn. turning himself in. Yeah. Yeah, so he was. Yeah, for threatening to, um, to kill Jocelyn Savage's daddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so his current advisor Don Russell told Rolling Stone that several record labels are very interested in working with Robert we understand RCA's position they have to remain transparent for the sake of other artists that they represent and generate wealth for they're not in the, any position of dealing with that kind of stuff that has come with R. Kelly he has no issue with RCA I think he's outgrown RCA he's ready for the next level of life anyway but at the same time y'all gotta remember too that um, the Jive Records been behind him since all the other allegations. I mean, they put out his music when during the time, yeah, when he was going back and forth to court, and when all these um, allegations were coming about. Yeah, so it's not we're just, again. It just shows how much of a different age we're in because it, back then it didn't come across as a big deal, although there were major charges and major, you know, information and receipts that show that this is going on, whether he was married to Leah underage or having sex with the uh, girls underage on video. It's kind of like it was all swept under the rug, as we discussed before, but now we're in a more conscious era now. We're in the Me Too movement, everything yeah. that you have to do. You got to cancel everybody now. So RCA kind of, again, had no choice. Although it's different label heads that's running the, the show now, it's still a whole different thing. Yeah, but... I mean, because everybody's coming out saying that they have been, you know, been abused and, you know, and taken advantage of sexually in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And that, and this goes beyond just the R. Kelly, you know, but look at Terry Crews, his big overgrown ass talking about his <laughs> growth guy, you know, an exec, you know, you got, um, yeah, of course, the Bill Cosby thing, a gang of bitches, and you know, came out Janice Dickinson, <laughs> Beverly Johnson, yes. that, that basketball woman, you know. Yeah. 
So, you know, it it, it just shows that we're in a different era now. I think Yeah, Tavis Smiley with shit that came out about yeah. him. You and know, you know, like you said, you know, it's it's just not a good look. You know, like you no. said, we are in this whole era. What I do believe is, you know, had this whole Me Too movement had not started, you know, then they would have kind of swept things under been, the rug exactly the business as usual mm-hmm. as before. Yeah, but then y'all got to remember, too, R. Kelly, he hasn't released no good music in forever. And then so. that was, yeah, that was going to be my next point, where exactly what, you know, you hadn't released an album in forever, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and, and in today's society, you only as big as your last hit. Exactly. And I'm still on the point where why you don't own your masters? Like Chris Brown, he's been with RCA Records. We could again, it was Jive Records. He signed with Jive Records in '04, and Run It came out in '05. So he's been out for you know 13 years. He just renewed his contract with RCA, and he owns his masters now. Rihanna was on Def Jam Records since the very beginning when Jay Z signed her in '05, and she released um, Ponder Replay, and she left Def Jam in 2000. 15 when her um before anti came out but when she left their label she got all her masters so they rich rich so you came out at a time when mariah carey came out she owns her masters why don't you own your masters that's why i'm trying to figure out why because the nigga can't read and write and ain't no telling what the fuck he said exactly and i would see like tony braxton she doesn't own her masters that's understandable because she got some fucked up contracts TLC, you would think that they're the biggest girl group in the country, but they don't have their masters because they had to re-record their songs on their last album there, um, just to try to make some profit off of that. But R. Kelly writes and produces all of his music. He has a leverage. He's like on Mariah Carey level. That's Mariah Carey on her masters because she writes and produces her music. Robert Sylvester is supposed to write and produce his music, so he's supposed to have all those masters. That's supposed to be part of his contract. Even when he, Again, he's been with the label almost 30 years. At some time and point, you always had to renew your contract. What part of your deals were you not getting to where you were not saying, I want to own my masters? That would should have been the first thing out your mouth. And you yeah. first had deal, so. Because huh. that's where your money comes from. Exactly. And that's why he broke down and can't pay his HOA dues and pay rent and pay the studio off. Yeah, because again, you know, now that you know that this whole mute R. Kelly situation is going on, so you've been able to do have you know do a concert, you know things like that. That is that is uh, that's null and void now. So exactly. if anything, again, like you said, the first thing you should have been able to clarify is owning your masters because that's where you gonna get your money. Exactly. So. He ain't quite get it, everybody. So this is what week four of us talking about R. Kelly. Week three, yeah. <laughs> so we, I'm, we're gonna have a little update next week, everybody, because I, we do have to watch the special. So we're gonna have like a little small update. I'm pretty, sure we, we're gonna have, yeah. pretty sure we're gonna have some questions because it's, like, it's gonna be good. Exactly. I know we said we weren't gonna talk about R. Kelly anymore. We're just gonna give him like twenty seconds, but. It's just a story that keeps on giving. So we, it's like we have to talk about it just to get some clarifications out of the way. And like Monique said, some questions and concerns that we may have uh, going forward. So, you know, we shall see what happens. But um, another person that we've got to put on that list that we're not going to talk about no more because we're giving him three weeks of shows now, Mr. John Gray, everybody, Pastor John Gray. So Titty Ties and Offering Part 2 is on deck right now, everybody. So John Gray, as you all know, has been in the headlines for uh, cheating on 
they, well, I always call it Avatar, but now they give her a new name, the Avenger. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I like that name. So I'm gonna call it the Avenger because um, she got a very funny name. So Avatar, aka the Avenger, um, is um probably feeling the Wendy Williams treatment right now, everybody. So she um is probably hiding out. I don't know if she was at service today or not, everybody, but there's a lot that's going on with John Gray right now, people. A lot of fuck shit. So we as you all told uh, as we all told you all uh last week's show where he got this mistress pregnant or he's been cheating on his wife. Uh they were staying at the same hotel at the same damn time. Um what else your pastor was doing, Monique? <laughs> yeah, and like you said, it's a lot and and like Reggie said, for those of you that have been following and listening, following us and listening to the show, know that again for the last three weeks or so we have been talking about old John Gray, um, from that two hundred thousand dollar Lambo that he purchased for his wife, Miss Avenger, to uh-huh. his gang of side bitches and hoes, this alleged this alleged side baby, and his suicidal thoughts and Mm-hmm. laying hands on him and throwing his big hefty ass down to the floor. <laughs> so, you know, earlier this week, one of John Gray's side bitches, she did an interview with Larry Reed. Now, Reed said that he wanted to clear up things that were going, that were being said about him. You know, the girls and the church folks said that Reed was out here in these YouTube streets and he was lying on Gray and they didn't like it at all. So mm-hmm. um, let me let me tell you something, Miss Miss Avatar. This is what happens when you marry a nigga that ain't a whole ass man. And you gotta <laughs> build his ass up like you playing with a Mister Potato Head doll. Yeah. So okay, this woman said that she decided to bring uh, her and John Gray's affair to the forefront because she saw him on some interview. I believe it was on the Sister Circle that she mm-hmm. said she saw him on, and you know he was glorifying um Avatar. And then, you know, in contrast to that, he down to the day's end telling her all kinds of shit and having, um, you know, having her think that he's about to leave his wife for her. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this woman stated that Gray repeatedly told her that he was unhappy in his marriage. He was tired of her. He was tired of wearing a mask in his marriage and for all the church folks and things like that. Um, you know, you know, the, the nigga fuck shit you know, that, that fuck boys say, you know, when they trying to get to the pussy. Yeah. So, you know, she said, she also stated that he was very involved in her daughter's life. Um, She said that he even paid, either he paid off her car note or he either helped her pay the monthly note quite a few times. Then there was this voicemail of him being <laughs> upset because he called her and she didn't, I guess, this young lady lived in Atlanta, and so once he got to Atlanta, he called her, and um, she didn't initially answer the phone, so um, he was very upset and left this old crazy-ass voicemail message, and I, I think we got a clip of that voicemail. Yes, because he was, like, mad, mad for someone. Yeah, he, he was big mad. mad. Well, he was mad. So here's a clip of the voicemail people that he left old baby girl um, about... Um, First, one message is about him basically saying, you're not picking up. Oh, okay. Got you. And then <laughs> another one, because that's basically his tone. Uh, then another one is where he was actually um, saying, you know, look, the Avenger, she got the text message. She got my iCloud information. She got the messages. She knows what's going on. So, you know, we got to calm it down. So here it is, people, so y'all can get y'all take on it. I'm just trying to make sure. Let me get this straight. I'm being ignored by someone who I have 
I said the first message, everybody. So he's basically city. Yes, I stole see into you now. Maybe he shot the club up and sold the seed into it for real, for real. You know, allegedly, because that's where you know, saying that the baby is and stuff like that. But still, no. And I think this was actually, I believe this was him <laughs> talking about because she states because apparently, you know. And I guess it's all kind of making sense and coming together. Because she says, obviously, it was a whole lot of different side bitches. Because yeah. a lot of, the, like, some of the things that are being said about him, she was like, no, nah, that wasn't me. That was somebody else. Like, there was another woman that he dealt with the entire time, like, right up until the day before he married the Avenger. And mm-hmm. this lady was there for him with his mom, um, was sick with cancer and this and the third. And this particular woman, the Larry Reed interview, she was like, nah, that won't be. Mm-hmm. And but um, I think when he was referring to sowing the seed, again, like I told you guys just a few minutes ago, um, you know, I think he, you know, he was helping pay paying some bills and things like that. And that's why he was saying, you know, I sold the seed into you, I'm giving you resources and things like that. Um, but go ahead, Reggie. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, how many times did you call? Was that the one phone call that you called her? Because, I mean, she, her phone might have been on the night of storage, she might have been taking a nap, she may have been at work or something. Yeah, and according to her, she was. She was at work. She states that she was a manager. Now, I don't know, it sounded like she was working for Target somewhere. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, you know, she said that she was at work and she's a manager and she cannot answer the phone right then and there. And then when she, you know, returned his phone call, you know, when she, you know, reassured him she was not ignoring him, things were all good. I think, like she said, something like he showed up to her daughter's dance, like, um, rehearsal and he met mm-hmm. all the other moms and the dance instructor. And like I said, he was very prominent in her daughter's life. And yeah, he had a little girl at the time. Exactly. So then, the other question, you know, that's brought up right now too is like, all right. So the second voicemail, where you, well, first off, with the first one again, like you really that mad and that pressed over someone that you know you so see into, you giving the resources. Okay, I got it. Like you really got a funky, spicy attitude. So then, the second voicemail. When you like, okay, she knows, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't, you know, we, we can't do this anymore, basically, that, you know, she, she don't know what's going on, blah, 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 but she got the messages and stuff like that, and she see what's going on. You are on own network on Saturdays. The new season has come out. Yeah, I don't know if Oprah going to use this as a storyline, but you are on our TVs portraying this whole happy family image, you and your oh, wife. Oh, shit, I said this week. Yeah, yeah. You got the kids up there. You at the Lakewood Church. You telling Joel Osteen you want to have your own uh, situation, but you're not a full ass pastor. Hell, I'm more of a pastor than you. I passed my test, so um, you know, I just <laughs> okay. Steve, I stand before you know because I worked out everything on me is sore. I hate you, Roger. <laughs> so um, he did a sermon too, though, um, where he talked about 
you know, I guess he was trying to throw a little shade or just trying to say that, look, you know, I only got two kids. And these are my two kids, my begotten son, my begotten daughter. And then it's kind of like he kind of admitted that he'd do some fuck shit, too. Yeah, so I'm gonna you, got to the, it. you got the clip of that. We got that audio. Yeah, so I'm going to let y'all hear that one just to get y'all a little take on it as well. People that's not really down for religion is usually Relentless tracks attracts real people, broken people, people who've gone through hell and high water. Relentless attracts the real thing. And see, this is what God is doing in me. He's reconciling the little boy that's still inside of this man. Because my dad didn't fight him, I'm fighting his and mine. That's why I gotta fight my devils and my dad so my son don't have to fight mine. Because I don't need him dealing with three generations of stuff, Pastor Ken. So instead of him being in front of me, I need to get in front of him and say, No, devil, you can't have him. You can't have my family. You can't have my son. You can't have my seed. You can't have my legacy. And this is my son, my only begotten son, in whom I'm well pleased. And that's my daughter, my only begotten daughter, in whom I'm well pleased. And this is my yeah. So, yeah, and let me let me let me go ahead and say this to you. Yes. Um, Mr. Gray, I believe you are very, very messy. First of all, he knows how to woo a crowd. And mm-hmm. you you gotta remember something about church folks. The church folks that they, they can't think for themselves, they'll clap, they'll shout, they'll fall out in the floor and run up and down the aisle for anything. That's why you got to know God for yourself. You got yes. to have your own relationship with God. And not just because someone can trick out the word and use all kind of analogies and things like that to reel you on into their foolishness and fuck shit. Now, my question to you, Gray is where was all of this word in this scripture when the 16 year old boy trapped in the 45 um, year old man's body was fucking around with all of these women here, there, and everywhere? Exactly. And then, you know, my thing is this you wouldn't be up in the pulpit having to defend yourself, my only begotten son, and whom I'm well pleased, my only begotten daughter with whom I well pleased and running down to the potter's house for that publicity stunt that you and Jake put on, you know, mm-hmm. if you had not put yourself in this predicament in the first place, you know, or at least made these hoes have some kind of non-disclosure. Yeah. So, we didn't force you, we the people, we didn't force you to make, make you know, we didn't force you to do any of this stuff with any of these women. Exactly. You know, you did all this because you wanted to. That was all you, Gray, telling these women how how unhappy you were. That was all you telling these women that you were wearing a mask. And Aventa was not really who you, you know, she wasn't really who you wanted to be with. And you was going to leave her for all of these different women. So, you know, that was all John Gray. And even though he wants us to believe that it's the devil talking to his 16-year-old boy that was inside of him, I'm telling you, just like I told Vicky, yo, he fuck ass. I Mm -hmm. ain't buying none of the shit that your ass is selling. Exactly. No, because you are a grown-ass man with a grown-ass family. Like, you got kids. You have a wife. You are, you have this, you know... I don't, even, I don't I'm not even calling it an empire because you just starting out. So you got this situation where you got your own TV show, you have your church, 
you doing these sermons and stuff like that. You writing these books allegedly to get the, enough money to pay for the sorry gift to Avenger. But you could actually like you're old enough to know your mistakes. You know what you're doing. You know what the hell you're doing. You know when you're putting your dick in someone else's pussy that's not your wife. You know when you're doing dirt that you're not supposed to be doing. You know that you got a whole church and you preaching this word, but then you're doing stuff behind the scenes. Like you're old enough to know all of this. Don't blame the little boy and you don't blame the suicidal thoughts on because you've been doing bad. Like you got to man up and own your own decisions. Like you got to do that shit. And that shit is annoying to me because you're too old to not own your mistakes and you're trying to blame it on other stuff. Now that's not how it works in the real world. Like you got to take a accountability for what you're doing and if you want to be a pastor that's the first step of admitting everything is that look i fucked up you see uh kurt franklin when he was out here dumping that uh dumpster dives and shit for old porno vhs tape he <laughs> went on open network and he said look i own my mistake i was searching for porn and looking at porn and my wife in the next room and i'm just jacking off to uh, um, booty jams so you gotta look where <laughs> And again, nigga, my motherfucking question is, why do you make these hoes sign no non-disclosure agreement? Exactly. You could type this out on Word document. You can go to legalforms.com and come up with a free version with a free trial for two days and get a little piece of paper and sign it real quick and be like, look, I'm going to fuck you, but look, you can't tell the preachers about this or the member boards or the usher boards or nothing like that. Look, we got to keep this on the D out, on the down low. You couldn't do that, like, come on like you're not that invincible to where you can't do this and you telling these girls selling dreams and stuff like that like soldier boy selling these game consoles and you out here not saying like look and now you like soldier boy get caught up you done yes. sold too many goddamn game consoles and you can't keep up with the goddamn orders now you got all these bitches here there everywhere telling all your goddamn secrets because your ass was on some fuck shit and then, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, and how is he still the pastor of the Relentless Church? And how come these people are backing him up? And again, you heard the people shouting mm-hmm. and yelling and clapping and all this other stuff. And see, then, you know, I was reading an article this morning. Once again, every time I turn on my Google, here your fat ass is up in the goddamn news for something else that your ass ain't done. They yes. were stating that, um, and, and again, I don't, this kind of came out of nowhere, but they were talking about the home and stuff that him and Aventon live in. And apparently this home is owned by the Relentless Church. So mm. they, and, I, and, and the article was long. I did not read it all. But what mm. I gathered from it, a lot of one, you know, what I gathered from the article, pretty much like why they are, kind of behind him and back to him even through all this controversy is because of everything that they've invested to get him to leave Texas and come down to South Carolina mm-hmm. so and then they were stating that pretty much they bought him bought him there in hopes of getting um, like celebrities to come out to their church yeah. so again so if you keep him you know you keep him out in the forefront he's telling all these lies you know, and doing all this shit, you know, with these women and, and things like that, you know, you guys are back to him and, 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 and chasing for him because of all of the investment that you done made in him. Exactly. And you all are, you know, the church is looking to gain some type of celebrity and notoriety for it. So it's just all a bunch of fuck shit. Like I said last week, you need to go somewhere and get your goddamn life together. Exactly. Because this is just too crazy. And this goes back to basically saying where like R. Kelly's situation, why R. Kelly was still able to get on for so many years, not just because in this in this case, the record label is the mem- the owners of the religious church who's like, look, 
we put this money into you. So we're going to get some type of cutback from it either way. Then you have his supporters. Like R. Kelly still had those supporters who still went out for him. All the aunties still going to the concerts, groping him with sweat rats and shit at the front of the center and stage. He looking at the, the, and he looking at your motherfucking eight-year-old nieces. Yes, when they call him up on stage, like the um the Clarence or the Clarys or whoever they were. Um, little Alize, whatever little girl name was. <laughs> so um, so, so then that's how the supporters are. You have the old church women, you know, and nothing against the grandmas in church and the aunties and the first ladies and stuff like that, and the, you know, the, the, the older sisters. But it's kind of like y'all just sweep everything under the rug because y'all just like, oh, it's a rumor. And this goes back to the old statements from back in the day. Everything that happens in the church or what happens at home is all swept under the rug because we got an image to portray. We got to say, like, look, you're the most, you know, uplifting person. You're the most uplifting pastor, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. But it's kind of like, look, if y'all know what's wrong and y'all like call it out, call the shit out. Like, don't just keep acting like everything's okay. Like, call the shit out. This is just like when Bishop Lady Long was going through his stuff with the little boys finding them, flewing, you know, getting them flewed out to our uh, vacation destinations and stuff. There were still people actually still supporting him to his last day when he passed away. So it's kind of like what, like, you can't really do anything if you don't make the scene if you don't actually stand up for look this there needs to be a church me too situation that, that's just what it got to be and there's been plenty of stuff that happens in churches like there was the pastor who molested his daughter for like 14 years or something like that crazy i mean there's a lot of stuff that happens in the church home even and more in the mega churches and it's like we don't call it out but we got to start doing that now bet for whatever reason don't show bobby jones gospel and stuff like that out in dc no more they're not you know showing the uh, lift every voice and stuff like that because maybe BET know what's going on so you know maybe we do need to have an expose on what's really going on in the church homes and really call the shit out and not always again just sweeping it under the rug and act like nothing's happening because now you're affecting this woman you're affecting your wife the Avenger your kids are going to be affected by this because kids are not done they go online even though you try to block them from going on websites and trying to look up information I'm pretty sure they're googling your fat ass right now to know exactly what's going on with you and their little um, possibly little brother little sister and stuff like that so so, and then, go ahead. Oh no, I'm I'm done. Like he give me a headache now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was watching this video earlier today, and this guy was talking about again, like I said, you know, just and then with TD Jakes getting involved, and like I said, that was nothing but a publicity stunt. Yeah. When you know they got the this video done surface now, when he went down there to, to the party's house or wherever they were, I believe it was at the party's house though, and Jakes laid hands on him, and he all falling out to the flow, and he crying all over the floor and snotting everywhere and then yeah. they get him up and then they throw him back down to the floor again and he oh, oh, yeah. oh I would be get out of you no more suicidal thoughts so a, a whole production and, and yeah a whole like he said a whole ass production and then like this man like this man was saying you know then it just seems like you know T.D. Jakes is the godfather of the, uh, the minister so you went to the godfather he laid hands on you and it makes it all right because they said you know this happened with another mega church minister that was doing the same fuck shit ran down to T.D. Jakes and he laid hands on him and then all is well mm-hmm like, y'all, Instead y'all of just... these niggas, you know, taking accountability and and taking responsibility and being held accountable, that you over here, you got all these people following you. You supposed to be saving souls, but get you on your fuck shit. Exactly. 
Like you, you just gotta stop. Like and it's again, like for us to talk about this many weeks in a row is a problem. It's an issue that needs to be, you know, needs to be a conversation needs to be started for real now. You so. know, yeah. Now is you taking you taking on the sins of your daddy because they won't never. You know, it's it's always somebody because it was first. It was a sixteen year old boy inside of you that never grew up, and he trapped in the forty five year old man's body. Now this week is the sins of your daddy because he won't there and he didn't handle his shit. So you had to take on your daddy stuff, bitch. What about you and your way with dick? Exactly. That's the question. Exactly. So I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a titty ties and offering part three, everybody. So y'all because we got the receipts now, getting audio voicemails now. So it's all coming to light. Nigga, that is your motherfucking soft ass voice, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Nigga. My goodness. I mean, you got the audacity. I mean, well, okay. I got it. I just want to confirm this is what it is. And the bitch up here trying to check out, um, you know, Mr. Lee on Al 3. Yes. She's just trying to get him, you know, through the line. Yeah, she's trying to keep her job. Oh, my goodness. You're not paying her enough times offering to leave the church. So, I mean, leave her target. So, why does she got to stop working at Shoppers World for you and pick up a phone call that she can't take right now? <laughs> like, if you don't send a text message, but anyways, Joe Osteen, stay in your place. Don't come out with something. Don't support him. Stay in your place. He's not at your church no more. Don't call. If he call you, try to say, look, Pastor Osteen, look, uh-uh. don't do it. Stay in your white place. So, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on right now, people, to another story that we've been talking about here on the show for the past couple of weeks now. Wendy Williams, um, Unfortunately, unfortunately, will actually be um, taking a, a indefinitely the absence from her daytime talk show. Everybody, so an announcement was made last week because we told y'all, well, actually a few days ago, because we told y'all on last week's show that she was going to be coming back on the twenty eighth, um, or the twenty first. Actually, she's going to be coming back tomorrow. Well, today, whenever you listen to the show on Monday, um, Martin Luther King Day, she's supposed to be coming back after having the hot topics uh, or hot hosts or talk table whatever they try to call it week last week so now an announcement has been made that she said as wendy williams hunter previously shared the fracture her uh she fractured her shoulder and has been on the mend over the past few days wendy has experienced complications regarding her grace disease that would require treatment wendy will be under the strict supervision of her physicians and as part of her care there would uh, be significant time spent in the hospital despite her strong desire to return she has taken a necessary extended break from her show to focus on her personal and physical well-being wendy thanks everyone in advance for their well wishes and for respecting her and the hunter family's privacy during this time I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, then Denbar Mercury, who's the production company, says for over the 10 years, Wendy has been a vital part of the Durban De- uh, Denbar Mercury family. We wholeheartedly support Wendy in this decision to take the time she needs, and we will welcome her back with open arms the moment she is ready. The Winning Women Show will air repeat episodes the week of January 21st and will produce original episodes with a variety of hosts starting the week of January 28th. Now that last part, when her statement, she said the Hunter family's privacy, you know, the answer, you know, the respect the family at this time, it kind of does bring back the whole situation where allegedly there's the side piece that's got pregnant by Kevin Hunter, and you know this is maybe taking a real toll on Wendy now because of the fact that she does have Graves' disease, she does have the uh, thyroid situations. She's been vocal about this stuff for a long time, but the Graves' disease is something that really just started transpiring as she's gotten older because she is like 52 now. So, you know, 
it comes to question, how did she fracture her arm? Did Kevin hit her or something like that? Because it's been worried around the body a long time ago that used to happen back in the day, too. Um, and then also for her to be so sick that she has to go into the hospital now to control the Graves' disease and all of that. I mean, it's, I'm pretty sure it's just a lot on her right now. And mm. Yeah, so, you know... I'm trying to debate whether I should call you Mr. Williams or Miss Williams. <laughs> but I, I, I did. I gave you a lot last week. So I ain't going to go too hard on you this week. You know, but the girls are out there saying that your ass is back on that cocoa. And yes. you done checked yourself into a drug and alcohol treatment center. They ain't got nothing to do with no goddamn thyroids. Ain't got shit to do with no goddamn brain <laughs> disease. But, um, you know, either way, I hope you're getting help and the treatment that you need. But uh, we didn't speak on this last week. But on Monday, January the 7th, Kevin Hunter had a meeting with the staff down to the Wendy Williams show. Mm. And while, you know, everyone was anticipating Kevin giving them an update as to when Wendy will return to the show and an update regarding her health and her condition, they say he ran it on for over an hour about these stories to the press regarding him and his 10-year affair with the side bitch. And then they say that he was down to the um, meeting, reading various articles and headlines to the staff in an intimidating tone and manner. Mm. Um, so, you know, again, Wendy, I, I just hope that you are going to take this time to focus on yourself and your health. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about old Wendy Williams in this situation. Um, you know, I do believe that Kevin has caused her a lot of strife and a lot of heartaches and a lot of sleepless nights. Um, you know, and again, you know, as well as I know, Reggie, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, there's, you know, who else, if you don't take care of yourself, who else is going to do it? You know, when then it leads to other things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, now this has gone from a, a fractured shoulder you know, to, you know, now her Graves' disease, and now she has to take an indefinite hiatus on yeah. her show, you know, because of it. Like I said, I just hope that she is able to get whatever treatment that she needs, whether it's drug and alcohol, whether it is truly um, medical um, treatment and help that she needs, but I just hope that she is able to take care of herself. I'm interested to see who this guest host is going to be. I saw earlier this week they were talking about Don Lyman, um, Lyman Lemon, whatever you call him, um, him being the uh, one of the, the new co-hosts. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but I guess, like you said, they're going to have a variety of guest hosts until, I guess, something else permanent can be worked out, but yeah, because remember when she um or last week when they did the um the hot talk table host for the week and stuff like that, he was on the um panel for one of the weeks and um, for one of the shows. And then when she initially first passed out uh, a couple of years ago, when she had the hot ass Statue of Liberty suit on, Jerry O'Connell was hosting for the week before she returned. So for this being a definite hiatus, it's just a matter of, you know we need some good people to host up the hell. Soulja Boy might should host for a day or something, but um. You know, it's going to be interesting for a return, too, because I feel like when she returns, 
I don't think the show is going to be in danger. I, a lot of people question that. Is the show going to be in danger because she's not on there anymore um, and all of this, that, and other that's going on. But I feel like all eyes are going to be on her when she does return. So the show is going to come back to great numbers because it's going to be all eyes on Wendy. Is she going to talk about everything that's happening? Is she going to spend the whole entire hour talking about everything to clear up everything? Because I feel like her advisors are probably going to tell her now, like, look, Wendy, these rumors have been going on for decades. Now, although Kevin is your husband and your manager, it's something I'd be said because of the fact that it's been ongoing more than likely now, because again, social media is so prevalent now. Back then, it was just, oh, this is just the world on the block. But now it's like, oh, it's on social media. We got pictures. Even back then, when the video of him fucking the, um, when the other side bitches came out, it's like you were on the radio. So you had power to overcome, over to control that because you were the shade room. Like, you were the only person who actually was able to give all this juicy news and stuff like that. And you could actually be the one to say, look, this ain't happening. This ain't it. But now we got multiple blogs and multiple websites and stuff like that. So it's kind of like you are up against a big field now where you just got to, you know, you got to call you got to call it up now. You just got to say what it is. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be all eyes on her when she does come back. So it'll be interesting to see when that day happens. So we shall see. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, girl, you kind of close the 52, 54. You close the retirement age in the first place. But I guess that's another <laughs> another show. <laughs> um, like I said, I, I, you know, I just, I honestly, yeah. I don't know. I, I really didn't watch Wendy Williams, to be honest with you. I, every now and then, I would catch like clips on YouTube. Like I love Billy Porter, so I saw that clip. You know, that was that's um the guy that plays um Jesus. I cannot think of his name opposed, but he's in the category. Yeah. I cannot think of his name on the show. Yeah, pray tell. So I love Billy Porter. So he, I did see that clip when he was on there. Um, I saw, you know, a few clips of Tamar Braxton when she was on there. But I really, you know, that's just nothing that I watch. I, I don't know. You guys let us know. Weigh in on this and just let us know. Do you guys think that she should even return to the show? I'm kind of thinking maybe she shouldn't even return. You know, address your issues, address what's going on at a later date when you are feeling better and you're able to discuss them and address them and get them out there in the forefront. But, you know, something also tells me that it may be best for her not to return. Yeah, so we, we shall see what happens with that whole situation. Um, now moving on to uh, a legal battle that's happening right now. So Mariah Carey, everybody. So you know, right this now, this is the craziest shit. Yeah. So we, it was kind of like stories about this back in the day. Um, and then even as a recent, um, last year in 2018, Mariah had to do a paper, uh, People Magazine, um, interview to uh, confirm that she's bipolar because a story was going to come out from one of her uh, former insiders who was going to uh, leak the story and be like, look. I got this tea on you, and if you don't pay me this and that, I'm going to blackmail you. So she's been used to this whole blackmail situation. Hell, her sister, Allison, her older sister with the AIDS, who um, won't take care of her kids and won't get the help that she needs, or out here prostituting on Backpage and Craigslist and shit, um, basically tried to blackmail his, her sister as well. So Mariah and her um, former assistant, Leanna, I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name. Yeah, she, she goes by Leanna Azarin. I, that's how I pronounce it i guess yes i'm gonna leave it at that leanna um she um says that um she said that um early she's uh filed, well mariah filed a lawsuit against her um for breach of contract breach of um 
extortion, invasion of privacy. And according to the PDF files, she turned out to be a grifter, a peeping Tom, and an uh, extortionist, uh, saying that she secretly filmed Mariah without her knowledge. She said, um, Azarian, or whatever her name is, without Mariah's knowledge or permission, secretly filmed Mariah engaged in personal activities, which, if revealed, uh, she knew that it would be personally embarrassing and professionally damaging to Mariah. So I'm curious to know what these um, allegations are, because we've heard Mariah, where people say she walked around naked and stuff like that, or, <laughs> you know, she take her champagne splashes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. As, this is the craziest <laughs> hit to me. So Leanna was hired by Mariah Carey back in 20, back in March of 2015, actually. Um, and she was hired to be my, my Ooh, Mariah Carey's executive assistant. Now, according to Mariah, she had a K Michelle in Paris type situation going <laughs> yes. up with Leanna. Um, and so she stated that Leanna had not worked for her that long before she started using her credit cards, going down to Bloomingdale's and Saks, and using um, Mariah Carey's name to get major discounts. And again, like Reggie just stated, Mariah Carey claims that she was unaware that Leanna was secretly recording her doing embarrassing things. And apparently, um, it also stated that Leanna showed these videos to her friends and she stated that if she was to ever be fired, she would sell these videos. Now, again, my question is, what in the entire dog fuck was she doing on these videos that could be more embarrassing than her singing live down to these award shows in the Dick Talk Rocket New Year's Eve specials? So it, it must have been some, some shit on them goddamn videos because ain't nothing more embarrassing than that. But at any rate, now Mariah Carey claims that Leanna black um blackmail her by demanding that she give her eight million dollars or the videos would be leaked. Mariah stated that she fired Leanna after the blackmail began. Um, she also stated that she had to sue her because the bitch repeatedly demanded Leanna return the videos and the other um and any other type of evidence that Leanna used to blackmail her and Mariah, well, that Leanna used to blackmail her, Mariah stated that she repeatedly asked for a veil. And so because she couldn't get those things back, no other choice but to sue her. And then recently, um, well, Leanna claims that the lawsuit is a distraction due to the lawsuit that she filed against Mariah Carey for wrongful termination. Yes. So uh, she actually hit back with a, uh, a counter suit, well, another lawsuit alleging that um, uh, that in her own web, uh, her own um, PDF five with 32, uh, 32 page complaint, she says that um, she outlined verbal and sexual abuse and says that it occurred in front of Mariah herself. She says that while she was working for Mariah, uh, that the singer's old manager Stella Buchkanov, whatever her name was. Um, would often refer to us as that Armenian bitch or yell at her to move your fat Armenian ass. She also accused Carrie's then manager of slapping her breast and on multiple times, pushed her to the ground and peed on her. Now, look. That, that's the same thing. What did the crazy shark in Let me find out Mariah Carey if it needs the female pee piper. Um, yeah, she said that she was pissed on, called a whore and a fucking nigga. And then, yeah, there was also some, like you said, some talks about Mariah and a former manager putting iPhones and utensils under her breasts. Under this girl's breast. I'm like, look now. <laughs> I don't know what to believe at this point because if you allow someone to put I don't care what type of job it is in the world but you allow someone to put some iPhones and shit under your breast 
and pee on you. Now, pee is the final fucking straw. If someone pissed on you, what in the golden shower? So I okay. Yeah, but right, so, you do suffer from bipolar disorder. So it does kind of make me wonder what was going on with your ass right here cutting up and exactly. you can't control, you know, your your up and down mood swings and your multiple personalities. I don't know what the fuck was going on in there. But I said piss, piss on you and, and putting iPhones and utensils and remote controls <laughs> under your breast. What? <laughs> So Mariah isn't named as the direct uh, as directly being involved in the lawsuit or in the um, worst of the abuse claims, um, but she said that the singer wasn't uh, aware of the um, abuse at the time of the, of the alleged abuse and joined in tormenting the former system physically, emotionally, and psychologically. Mariah, she's uh, and the girl is suing for lost wages and damages. Mariah, look, you better play that bipolar card to your advantage. Kanye doing it, you better do the same shit. Look, say that you you had a different. A different episode that day. He know what's going on, but use that shit to your advantage, baby girl. So, <sighs> so that's that right Mariah now. Mariah Carey, Ned, you the new female P Piper. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, um, speaking of lawsuits, though, everybody. So, um, uh, Rihanna is suing her dad. So, her and her father always had this up and down type of relationship. You know, back in the day, she. Um, when the whole Chris Brown situation happened and she did that uh, Oprah interview, uh, she said that her father was, you know, playing truth or truth with her mom as well growing up and her dad was on drugs and on the cocoa and all that good stuff. So now it seemed like they were all back on good um, on good terms again. But now like it might be, it might be back to the uh, drawing board for him to get more money now. So she around uh, doing everything right now with, you know, Fenty Beauty Fenty uh, Savage by Fenty uh, Lingerie. She got the Fenty glasses that's going to be coming soon, but still no Fenty music. But um, Rihanna, who y'all know as her real name is Robin Fenty, is uh, allegedly suing her father, Ronald Fenty, for apparently um, for apparently impl- implementing a talent development company named Fenty Entertainment in 2017. But Rihanna claims that her dad is attempting to profit off her name. Additionally, she says that he, she previously trademarked her surname for business venture purposes. So filed on January 15th, the lawsuit claims that Fenty and his partner Moses Jockton Perkins have um, fraudulently misrepresented to third parties and to the public that their company, Fenty Entertainment LLC, is affiliated with Rihanna and has the authority to act on her behalf. The claim also um, has false advertisements saying that uh, false like public publicity and false uh, designation of origin, among others, requesting an injunction on the name as well as seeking damages. One specific claim involves alleging using Reed's name to book shows in Latin America on her behalf, yet without her expressed authorization. So the suit reads that Fenty and Perkins have used these lies in a fraudulent attempt to solicit millions of dollars from unsuspecting third parties in exchange for the false promise that were authorized to act on Rihanna's behalf and or that Rihanna will perform at various locations throughout the world. So her legal team is also claiming that Fenty and Perkins have ignored their cease and desist orders. So, I mean, it's nothing to sue your parents real quick if they owe you, if they're trying to profit off your name real fast. And even though that's Rihanna's, you know, given name by her father, it's still like, look, Dad, you know that I'm using this name for all my Fenty shit. So why are you trying to profit off of it? And if you want to do some business, let's talk, but you just go behind my back. I gotta sue you. Yeah, it sounds like Daddy. Um, he gave me old Yvonne last night from um, <laughs> uh, 
Afro six by nineteen. She yes. Sound like he may be a piece of work. <laughs> but yeah, again, like you say, she, you know, he was even gonna try to open up a line of Redor Boutique hotels yeah. all under the fancy name as well. And he had attempted to book several shows, like you said, in Latin America, you know, without her permission. Now again, the first thing they do if something goes wrong, they're gonna go after her ass. He ain't got no motherfucking money. So the first thing that happens, you know, if they if you know if these companies or anything, they sue her. They don't sue his ass and he ran yeah. doing all type of fuck shit. Like I said, he sounds just like old Yvonne, no good ass, lying ass. For yes. Ayala fixed my life last night, but you know, hopefully things will work out for them. You know, we don't want no nippy and her daddy type situation. You know it's what Yeah. But um girl, get you, come get your fucking daddy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um the midnight trying to the Super Bowl. So Gladys Knight is gonna be performing at the Super Bowl, everybody doing the national anthem. Um she says that she is going to be bringing the national anthem. Um, or basically just um, let me see what she's trying to say in her own words because oh here we go let me see so of course she's you know, being slammed for it and whatnot but she's defending her choice to do the um, national anthem she says that um, she gave a lengthy statement to Fox News in which she explained her decision so she says that I understand Mr. Kaepernick is protesting or protesting two things and they are police violence and injustice it's unfortunate that our national anthem has been dragged into this debate when the distinctive senses of the national anthem and fighting for justice should be each stand alone. I'm here today and on Sunday, February 3rd, to give the anthem back its voice to stand for that historic choice of words and the way it uh, unites us when we hear it and to free it from the same injustices and struggles I have fought along and hard for all my life, from walking back hallways and marching, from marching with our social leaders, from using my voice for good. I've been in the forefront to this battle longer than most of those voicing their opinions to win the right to sing our country's anthem on the stage as large as the Super Bowl. You know what, Gladys? But yes, I getting D's and F's down at that nasty ass restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> now, I, I, I was always, I always place the blame on the stupidity to your, um, to your son. You know, because he is a Hankerson, and you know how those shady Hankersons are. But Gladys, you I mean, I know it's an opportunity for a check. You've been doing your thing. You was on the masked voice or the masked singer uh, a couple of weeks ago on the first episode. You, you know, you got this new makeup artist, so you living your best young life and stuff like that, saying that you don't wear makeup, but it's a damn lie. And you're a legend. So we, you know, honor you. But it's like Gladys, come on now. You know what it really means to us young people right now and what Colin Kaepernick is doing, it actually does match up to what's happening with the national anthem. So you you should just stay your senior citizen as sorry for the disrespect, but you should just stay out of this one real quick. But just sing a national anthem and just, you know, you shouldn't have made a whole statement. But, I mean, she is Miss Atlanta, so I wonder if, you know, Gladys Night Chicken Waffles is going to be providing any, you know, lunches and stuff like that. You I know? hope not. You know, because with the roaches in there and let, you know, and <laughs> hell, you know, Mr. Trump out here, you know, giving the Clemson, um, you know, football team, um, McDonald's Big Macs and cold ass McDonald's fries and Wendy's um four for fours and shit at the White House. I mean, he never couldn't get them no supermarket sushi. He got the Big Macs cold in the box and some cold ass McDonald's fries. You know them fries get cold real fast. When they get cold, there's a no deal. You can't even microwave them to get some taste back to them. So anyways. 
But so, and our foolishness express story of the night, everybody, to close out the show, people. So, I was looking at this mugshot. I thought it was Erica Badu or Duchess with these damn, um, <laughs> like she got some no. damn, look, the dog don't scratch all in the face, everybody, <laughs> trying to trying to fight for his life. Like, that's what you call fighting for your life. Because that dog's literally fighting for life, and it shows on this woman's face. So, police in Philadelphia, people, and it's got to be my. Gotta be my people, everybody. But they have arrested a 31-year-old woman for allegedly reacting to the Philadelphia Eagles' recent playoff loss against the New Orleans Saints, and um, by attacking her girlfriend, putting the dog's uh, the girlfriend's dog inside of a microwave. So, uh, a t- um, there's been a statement obtained by the Colonial Regional Police Department about the arrest of Kirsten Gaskins of Philly. So, police allege that Gaskins, her girlfriend, the dog, and the dog were staying at the hotel in Hanover Township Sunday. Now, first of all, you're not supposed to be bringing dogs to hotels like that. So I'm trying to figure out which hotels this is. Um, this television was tuned to the Eagles' playoff game against the New Orleans Saints uh, when they lost the game. So according to police PDF files, Gaskins allegedly began yelling at the television after her team's defeat, setting off a physical confrontation with her girlfriend. The, wo- the women allegedly pushed each other before Gaskins forced her to the floor, punched her several times in the face. So then the uh, statement alleges that the girlfriend headed towards the hotel's room door and that she did. Gaskins allegedly threatened her dog, a white Pomeranian. So police were called to the hotel where they found the girlfriend with blood and abrasions to her face and neck. Inside the room, they removed the white Pomeranian from the microwave. The animal was unharmed and the appliance was never activated. Gaskins was charged with simple assault, harassment, cruelty to animals, and possession of drug paraphernalia. It was unclear Thursday if she had entered any pleas to those charges. She was later released on the $20,000 unsecured bail. Now, I mean, my dad is a hardcore Eagles fan to the core. And he gets upset, but not that upset where he would push my mom to the floor and put the cat and Reggie cat in the microwave. Like the Pomeranian, like the hotel, I'm pretty sure it was like the Howard Johnson or something, or like the Ramada Inn, the Days Inn at that red roof or something very small, very intimate. So, so the microwaves are not that big to fit a Pomeranian in. So I'm going to try to, you force the dog in there. Why baby girl didn't take the dog out when she trying to leave the dog in there to just say, look. She put my girlfriend put the dog in the microwave, so I'm just leave the dog there while I'm on the floor, crouching down from just getting hit. My goodness, <laughs> I, I just don't know. I, I'm just ugh. yeah. I read the story, and it made absolutely no motherfucking sense whatsoever. All this, well, you know, but you remember, and we had to keep reverting back to R. Kelly. But you know, R. <laughs> Kelly slapped that damn girl, and she said that she like to clean the cut. <laughs> That Cleveland Cavaliers, he choked her ass out. Yes, <laughs> and stopped her for three days because she, and she said she liked the goddamn bull. So I guess shit like this can't happen. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like this can't happen. Yes. <laughs> what over the Philadelphia Eagles? Okay. But the dog really scratched. I'm trying to figure if this dog scratch her in the face or is this. <laughs> Scratches from the woman, but these are like dog claws. So the dog, dog, why didn't you bite hard enough to escape from being put in the microwave? <laughs> she was making dog macaroni and cheese. <laughs> that was what she was doing in the microwave. Really? Bitch. And why y'all in the hotel and y'all live in Philly and y'all in Hanover County? Like, what's supposed to be a weekend getaway? Y'all didn't have cable? The game came on channel 14. Like, it was on live. I mean, on air TV. You could hook the antenna up or something. Maybe they was just trying to have a little boo loving time. With a boo loving big ass. Yes, they went to the left real fucking quick. Yes. 100. 
like I said, stranger things have happened because um oh Robert Sylvester that girl said it did he slapped a dog piss on her ass and <laughs> then choked her to the point where she lifted up off the ground and blacked out. <laughs> and then she stated well when he um Chad, this was all because she said that she liked the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> over the Chicago Bulls. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. But um everybody, we do thank you all for tuning in tonight, everybody, because we got like 20 seconds. So but thank you all for tuning in. You can catch us on our Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Monique's Play Platform of Choice, uh, FNL uh, Radio on you on Facebook, Facebook.com slash FNL Radio. Me at Mr. Doc on Twitter, Monique at Cookie Love1980. Everybody, y'all have a good rest of your week. Don't bother people's heads with bottles. Use your words, people.